0: welcome back everybody to the podcast hearers of the word offered by kieran omahony this is a reflection on matthew 9:36 to 10:8 the sending out of the 12 apostles the recent census gives us an interesting snapshot of our country when it comes to religion the largest group is still catholic but with a fall from 79% to 69%. The Church of Ireland remains relatively stable in the same period and is the second largest religious group in the country at roughly 125,000. The next largest group is no religion, which has increased from 250,000 to 736,000. And perhaps unexpectedly, the next largest group is the Orthodox Churches, Coptic, Greek, Russian, Antiochian, Romanian, Indian, and so on. The snapshot is a useful one. It gives us something of the context in which we try to live our faith. Even more importantly, it gives us the context in which we try to hand on and proclaim our faith. After all the feasts from Advent to Pentecost, we pick up again the regular reading of the Gospel according to Matthew, and we start at a very good place, the sending of the Twelve. In our day, the harvest is getting richer and the labourers are becoming fewer. Although our Gospel names the special group of the Twelve, it is clear that mission is the task of all disciples without distinction or exception. This has been repeatedly affirmed since the Second Vatican Council, and more recently has become real for us on account of the Synodal Pathway Initiative. If we stood back for a moment and asked ourselves, what are we proclaiming? Perhaps the simple description of Bishop David Jenkins could be a starting point. There is God. He is as he is in Jesus. There is hope. In other words, We are proclaiming God's faithful love as disclosed in Jesus' death and resurrection. We used to have a different story, a darker one of sin, anger and punishment. In a reduced form, Adam sinned, God was offended and Jesus bore the punishment. This story still survives in hymns and prayers. It does not stand up to... Close critical analysis, especially in light of evolution. Adam is meaningful myth, not historical fact. The offended God who can forgive only when punishment has been exacted simply does not exist. And most damning, Jesus never ever refers to his destiny as punishment from God for Adam's sin and the sins of all humanity. Our second reading today is a great help. St. Paul consistently teaches that Jesus' death and resurrection disclose, demonstrate, and reveal the breathtaking love of God for us all. He did this by entering into the heart of human darkness and death to show us God's compassion and solidarity. This is a gift. It's also a way of life. Because God has shown us his compassionate solidarity, his love really, in Jesus, we, his disciples, are called in turn to live lives of compassion and solidarity, in a word, lives of love. There is a direct connection between the story of salvation and the story of our lives. Not only that, there is much in our world today which is the diametric opposite of the Christian gospel, as we see in the news every day. It might seem at first glance that the message of the gospel today is daunting, not to say impossible. As you go, proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. We do try to help the sick, of course, nowadays with science and with loving compassion. We can offer life to those who are dead inside themselves, whatever the cause. Lepers, those with skin diseases and conditions, were excluded, and we are called to be an inclusive community of faith. And there are all sorts of devils around, addiction, despair, the tragedies which occur, the inherited hurts of life. And the apparently impossible command of Jesus becomes practical, even imperative, as we try in our turn to live lives of compassion, solidarity and love. We have received Without charge, let us give without charge. Thank you very much.